This is More Than Conquerors with your Bible teacher, Pastor Ray Hegestilianos. As a teaching pastor for almost 30 years, Pastor Ray's heart and vision is simply to build up God's army, enabling them to stand strong in their faith. As the senior pastor at Living Word Christian Church in White Plains, New York, Pastor Ray will challenge you today to begin your walk in integrity and victory, forever changing your life as transformed by the power of God. More Than Conquerors is supported by the generous gifts of listeners like you. You can find us online by going to livingwordchurch.org. God wants to bless you beyond your wildest expectations. Last week, Pastor Ray taught us about financial blessings and specifically about the vital role the tithe plays in the blessing of our finances. Here, encouraged by the powerful truth that it was never the mind of God that his children should lack anything, we know we have the right to live life to its fullest, even beyond finances, expecting prosperity in all things, spiritually, socially, and emotionally too. In this week's message, Beyond the Tithe, Pastor explores these other blessings, shares Abraham's powerful encounter with Melchizedek, and enlightens us of the truth that being poor and lacking has nothing whatsoever to do with being humble or righteous. Now, knowing that God may have someone else in mind when he blesses you, and after hearing Pastor's nine practical reasons why God wants to bless you, you may have to simply ask yourself, what possible reason can I have for not receiving my blessing? So we want to continue on the messages that we've been preaching. I started preaching a few weeks ago on the subject of prosperity. Very, very important series of messages, I believe, because prosperity is something that I believe many of you can use a little bit more of. How many of you would say amen to that? And if you don't say amen, then I will take whatever it is that was intended for you because you are lying and you should not lie in church. It's not good to lie in church. Everybody needs a little bit more. And even if you have some, a little bit more will not hurt. Amen. So I want to start back in the gospel. I'm sorry, the letters of John. We're going to the third letter of John. And this has been our pivotal, pivotal scripture, the one that we've been using to lay down a foundation for our message, messages on prosperity. The question that we are endeavoring to answer, and we started and we'll probably finish up today, is this simple question. Why would God want to prosper a Christian? Why does God want to prosper you? Something that you need to contemplate, something you need to think about. This message has gotten so twisted, and some people have taken the message of prosperity and really made it into something that God never intended it for it to be. And, you know, they've ruined it for, for a lot of people. But there's an old saying, you know, don't throw the baby out with the bathwater. There's a truth, and there are truths contained within the Word of God that cover the teaching and the message of prosperity. Well, we'll find out, and we'll see, and we've already, in some ways, we find out that God is the God of prosperity. I like to remind you, if you read your Bible and you read the book of Revelation, we find out that heaven has streets that are made of gold. Not paved with gold, but made of gold. So, so so rich and so um, awesome that you actually can see through them. The buildings are encrusted, the foundations of the buildings are crusted, encrusted with precious stones. John talks about seeing a gate that was made of pearl, but not pearls, but one solid pearl. How many of you agree with me that that's a pretty rich place? Amen. Now, if prosperity is good enough in heaven, why is it not good enough here on earth? Amen. 
if God is living in prosperity, why wouldn't he want his children on this earth to experience some levels of prosperity? I'll tell you why. A lot of the reason many Christians today are not experiencing prosperity in their life is for a couple of reasons. One, they're e either ignorant of the promise of God, and I don't mean that disrespectfully, but they just don't know. They just don't have the word. They don't know what God says about it. The other side is that you may, un you may know it, you may believe it a little, but you haven't yet released the faith for it. And the reason why maybe you haven't released the faith for it is because there is some old religious thinking that somehow being poor is synonymous with being humble. You've heard people say that, poor and humble. Poor and humble have nothing to do with each other. You can be poor and prideful. You could be poor and arrogant. You could be poor and full of yourself. You could also be rich and humble. And rich and generous. And rich and a really nice person. But somehow, the devil has perpetrated this lie that somehow poverty is synonymous with godliness. But that is not true. Because as we investigate and we look into the pages of the Bible and we search and we research and we see the Word, we see it coming up again and again and again. That prosperity really is the mind and the will and the purpose for all of God's children. In other words, you shouldn't live in lack and want and insufficiency. There should not only be enough to pay your bills and to, to enjoy the life that you want to enjoy, but there also should be an overflow so that you can reach out and bless others because isn't that what life is really about? But how can you bless others if you yourself can't even meet your own needs? How can you really be a blessing to those around you if you can't pay your own bills? How can you help somebody else when you can't even help yourself? You see, but the devil has perpetrated this idea that being insufficient, being broke, being poor is somehow pleasing to God. And I'm going to show you from the Word of God that that couldn't be more farther from the truth. The truth of the matter is that God is very pleased when His children, and He's blessed when His children are prospering and abounding. You have creativity. You have ability. You have supernatural anointing in your life to create and to be and to do and to do better than you could have ever done before in your life. Amen. It is not all your work. It is the work and the anointing of God in your life. You may not feel good enough. You may not feel smart enough. You may not feel like you have what it takes. But you have everything that you would ever need to succeed in your life. You have the anointing of the Lord Jesus Christ who dwells in you and lives in you. Greater is he that is in me than he that is in the world. Can I hear a better amen than that? So prosperity is contained within the pages of the Bible. And you may have come to a church, from a church or from a ministry where this kind of teaching has been criticized and it's been made fun of and these other prosperity teachers, all they want is your money. Let me tell you what about wanting your money. All right, let me just, let me just first of all, when I'm talking about the, the, the subject of prosperity, I'm not just talking about money. Because when you study the word prosperity out of the pages of the Bible, prosperity is a full word. It means safety. It means health. It means provision spiritually, mentally, emotionally. It touches every aspect and area of your life. Money is a part of it. And we are going to talk about the money part because money is what a lot of people need. How many of you agree with me? You could use a little bit more money. I asked that already. Some of you lied, but I'm going to give you a second chance. How many of you could use a little bit more money? Amen. Right? Now, 
Now, the truth, the truth that I want to say here of the matter is, you've heard it said, you know, they, all they want is your money, the preachers want. Let, let me just tell you, let's, just set, let's set this straight right from the get-go. If you don't want to give one red dime to this church, to this ministry, or to this man of God, don't worry about it. Put it back in your pocket. Keep it. Take it home with you. No one is trying to get your money. What we're trying to do is to get your understanding of the Word of God. Trying to teach you what God says about your money and about what He wants to do in your life as a result of your giving and releasing and and building the kingdom of God. You do whatever you want to do with that information. My responsibility as a pastor is to give the information. Your responsibility is to do whatever you feel to do with that information. If you want to act on it, you act on it. If you don't, don't worry about it. So don't get intimidated and come to, oh, they're talking about money again. We're not talking about money. We're talking about prosperity. Money is part of prosperity. When we're talking about prosperity, we're talking about divine favor. How many of you need a little divine favor in your life? You need, a, you need a door to open. You need the right person to cross paths with at the right moment of your life. We're talking much more than just money. We're talking about a divine, divine appointments where, where you know that God just brought a, a, the right person, the right situation into your life at the very right moment of time. We're talking about far more than money. We're talking about prosperity, where your marriage is prospering, is healthy and strong, and your kids are doing well, and they're growing and abounding, and you're spiritually progressing. That's the message of prosperity. But money is a part of that, because what good is it if you've got all these things and you're broke? You can't pay your bills. I've been on both ends of the spectrum. I like being on the abundant side. It feels a whole lot better when you can pay your bills and eat the food you want to eat and go the places you want to go. And God would have that for you. You have been programmed, you have been created by God to succeed and to prosper. Let me say it again. You have been programmed by God, created by God to succeed and to prosper. Now you may say, well, I'm getting up there in, my, in years and I'm older and I, you know, I, there's no, no hope for me. Well, yes, there is hope for you. There is hope for you. But even if you feel that way, don't put that on your children. Don't put that on your grandchildren. You teach them that they can prosper, that they can abound, that everything they lay their hands to shall prosper because they have God within them, because the Spirit of God lives in them. God will give them creative abilities, creative ideas. God will give them supernatural uh, impartations from above to be the best that they can be for you too. But if you don't want it, then don't rob it from your kids. Can I get a better amen than that? So in third John verse two, John writes and says, beloved, I pray that you may prosper in all things and be in health just as your soul prospers. And we identify that this word prosperity means a couple of things. It means to help on the road. It means to succeed in reaching to succeed in business affairs. I'm reading out of Strong's Concordance. This is the most well-respected concordance uh, among Christians and Christian scholars. 
So to help on the road, to succeed in reaching, to succeed in business affairs, God wants you to be successful in business. Now, whether it be your business or somebody else's business, because even if you're working for somebody else, it's still your business because his business is your business because his business is putting money in your pocket. So it is your business. So it doesn't matter whether you own a business or you're working for somebody, God wants to prosper you right where you are. So don't think that you have to be in business for yourself to prosper. You can prosper in somebody else's business. Why? Because God says in his word that prosperity is for you. I pray above all, I pray that you prosper in all things and be in health even as your soul is prospering. We talked about even as your soul. In other words, you got to grow spiritually. It can't just be seeking money and things. It's seeking God. It's hungering and searching for God and growing spiritually. The the more you grow spiritually and the more you trust the Lord and the more you turn these things over to God and you trust him and you operate in his word, the more you will see prosperity in every sense of the word come upon your life. Things are going to change. Things are going to get better. Things are going to start looking up. Come on. Things are going to start looking up. Come on. Put your hands together and give God the praise and the glory. Why? Because your soul is prospering. Because you're hungering for God, and God has a reward for that, and it's called prosperity. Can I get a better amen than that? So he wants you, and and you put all those things together in this definition, and it means to have a prosperous journey. God wants you to have a prosperous journey in this life, healthy, strong, full of vitality, vigor, and strength, and abounding in every area of life. Amen. So we're answering the question, why would God want to prosper a Christian? Why would God want to do that? Why does God want to prosper you? So we answered a few of these questions, and let's just review them real quick, and then we'll move on and finish this up, move on to something else next week. First and foremost is that he plain old promised it. He promised it. Jesus said of himself, he said, the thief cometh not but for to kill, steal, and destroy, talking about the devil and what the devil wants to do in your life. He said, but I have come. I have come that you might have life and have it more abundantly. And we read it in the, in the, in the Amplified Bible, you know, more abundantly till it overflows. You know, I mean, talking about this depth of prosperity that God wants for all of his children. So why would God want to, why would God want to prosper a Christian? Well, he plain old promised it. I found out that God is not a man that he should lie. If he's promised something, then he is serious about his promise and he wants it to to fall upon all of his children. Well, you say, well, I'm a believer. How come I'm not prospering? Well, everything in the kingdom is built like this. Every one of the promises of God come into your life this way. It first has to be an act of faith. Faith is what brings the blessings of God from the unseen realm into the seen realm. Now, maybe because of religious thinking, maybe because you just felt that, you know, you know, you're stuck in this level, economic level. It has prevented you from using and expressing the faith for for prosperity in your life. Don't let your economic level, your level of education, no matter what it is, don't let any of these things ever hold you back from having faith for prosperity or for doing better in your life. You may say, well, I'm not able, I've never felt qualified. I have never felt anointed enough. I've never felt good enough. 
But I do know this, that I have God in my life. He goes before me. He'll make a way where there seems to be no way. He'll make it happen because he loves me, cares for me, and has a plan to prosper my life. Hallelujah. Glory to God. You see. So number one to the, answering the question of why would God want to prosper a Christian? Because he plain old promised it. Read your Bible. The reason why you don't know that is because you don't read your Bible. Let's face it, you just don't read it. Because if you read your Bible, you would stumble upon it a hundred times. It's all over the Bible. How God prospered uh, his men of old. Do you know that Solomon still to this day remains the richest man that ever was? There's been no one ever richer than Solomon. He was a God man. That was God's blessing on his life. Don't you remember? God, God came to him and said, I'll give you anything you want. And Solomon asked for wisdom. And God said, I'm pleased that you asked for wisdom. I'm going to give you wisdom because you put the kingdom first. You put my business first. He said, because you've asked for wisdom, now I'm going to bless you with riches. You're going to be the richest man that ever was. And Solomon was blessed with all kinds of riches. Woo, glory to God. Seek ye first the kingdom of God and all his righteousness and all these things, all these things shall be added unto you. So number one reason why God would want to prosper Christians, he's just plain old promised it. It's in his plan. He gave you his word. Read the Bible and you'll see. You know the grace of our Lord Jesus Christ, though he was rich, for your sakes became poor, that through his poverty you might become rich or enriched to abundance, overflow, to the fill. That's what God wants to do in your life. You've got to know the promise. You've got to believe the promise. You've got to act on the promise. You've got to stand on the promise. There was a time when I was bro broke, poor, and insufficient, couldn't pay my bills. But I started to get the word, and I started to unleash my faith. And even when I was poorer than poor can be, I started to confess the word of God over my future. I started to confess these very verses that I'm sharing with you. Prosperity is the reward of the righteous. I thank you, Lord, that you are rewarding me with prosperity. Didn't come overnight. You know why this stuff doesn't come overnight? I'm going to tell you why. Because God's got to trust you. Some of you are not ready for the next dimension or level of prosperity because you're not even doing the right thing with what you've got right now. You're not being a good steward with what God has put into your hand. We're going to get into that in the weeks coming up, but, but, but you've got to be ready you got to be ready to receive it. So let's, let me not get off track. Let me get back to what I want to get to today. Number one, he promised it. Number two, what would be God's reason for wanting to prosper a Christian? Number two, so that the gospel can be preached. It costs money to preach the gospel. Amen. I have yet to have any of the big corporations that are here in White Plains in this area come to me and say, good job, Pastor Ray. We want to pay your bills for the next year. Here's another one, you know, I, th I don't know if I shared it with you, but I've been looking around the property. Every once in a while I go out and look around and I pray and look around. To date, I've not found a money tree <laughs> with dollar bills or $50 bills. If it were, I wouldn't take offerings. If that was the way God was going to provide, I'd go out and pick all the money off the tree and bring it in. But that's not the way God designed the system. God wants to prosper you and bless your life so that you in turn can take a portion of what God has blessed you with and put it back into the kingdom of God so that the kingdom of God can go forth and the gospel can be preached. Because, folks, listen, I don't know, some of you, I don't know what you think. It takes money to run the church. It takes money to preach the gospel. It takes money to go out into the community and preach and do the things that we do. You can't do with that. So why would God want to prosper you? So that you in turn would take a little, the tenth, 
of what he, he has blessed you with, sow it back into the kingdom so that the gospel message can continue to go out and to be preached. Because without money, you can't do it. Without money, you can't do it. None of these big corporations are giving us money. Con Edison has, has yet to call me and say, I love your preaching. I love the way you preach and you're really ministering to our, to our lives. So, you know, we decided, we had a corporate meeting decided, you don't have to pay your electric bill. We're going to just give it to you because we love your preaching. It doesn't happen that way. When the bill comes, you better pay the bill. If you don't pay the bill, guess what? You don't have any light. You don't have any light. You don't have any screen. You don't have any screen. You don't have words. You don't have music. You don't have air conditioning. You don't have heat. It takes money. So why would it be in God's best interest to prosper his people? Because he needs the gospel to go forth and to be preached. That's why some of the most prosperous people that I know in my life, now hear me, listen to me. Some of the most prosperous people that I know in my life are also some of the biggest givers that I know in my life. They're tithers. They're offering givers. They've connected with the word of God and the purposes and the plan of God. And their lives show it in every way. And conversely, the other side of that story is some of the people that I know that struggle the most are the people that give the least. The promise is real. And the word will work in your life if you work the word. But if you don't work it, it doesn't work. And see, I'm here to tell you the truth and try to change some thinking and hope that maybe you'll get it and move on. All right, so number two, I've got a few minutes left and I've got a long way to go. So let's just get this over with. So the gospel can be preached. Number three, why else would God want to prosper a Christian? Why would he want to put money into your hands and abundance in your hands? Well, let me, t- let me teach you this principle. With prosperity comes greater, you ready? Greater influence and respect. Let me tell you what, with money comes greater influence and respect. When we built this building and I walked in here, all of a sudden everybody wanted to know who I was. People call me, how'd you do this? And they're like, well, where were you? I'm still, still the same person preaching the same thing that I preach. What changed your mind about me? Well, they saw progress. They saw prosperity. They saw accomplishment. They saw success. And when people see success, they're interested in what you have to say. Doesn't mean you don't have something good to say because you don't have to be wealthy or have money to, to have wisdom. And here, let me tell you the story. There's a, there's a story in Ecclesiastes chapter 9, verse 14 through 16. It said, there was a little city with a few men in it, and a great king came against it and besieged it and built great snares around it. Now there was found in it a poor wise man, and by his wisdom delivered the city. Now listen, yet no one remembered the same poor man. Then I said, wisdom is better than strength. Nevertheless, the poor man's wisdom is despised and his words are not heard. Unfortunate as it is, I don't believe this. I don't believe that just because you don't, don't write me a letter, don't send me an email, don't, don't curse me out in the hallway or chew my ear off in the hallway. I don't believe this, but the world believes that. And who are we supposed to be trying to win to the, Lord, to the Lord? We're supposed to be trying to win the lost in the world. They need to see success and prosperity in order to believe the message that we are preaching. So why would it be in God's interest, best interest to prosper you? Would you rather have your kids follow after drug dealers that are driving the fancy cars? and living in the fancy houses and wearing the fancy clothes, or would you rather them emulate the preacher? 
or the men and women in the church that are wearing the fancy clothes and driving the fancy cars and, you know, have some means. Let me tell you what, with prosperity comes greater influence. Tune in again Monday afternoon at 2 for More Than Conquerors. If today's message was a blessing to you, ask for your free CD of the broadcast for a gift of any amount to help support this radio ministry. Just mail your request with your check to More Than Conquerors or MTC, P.O. Box 8187, White Plains, New York, 10602. Be sure to include the date of the message you're requesting. If ordering a complete Bible study series, a minimum love offering of $20 is appreciated. Identify the series and include the word series in your order. If you missed any of the hundreds of inspiring, life-changing Bible study messages of encouragement taught by Pastor Ray on this More Than Conquerors radio station, such as those on salvation, healing, miracles, faith, forgiveness, and many more, podcast downloads of all these programs are yours free of charge by simply going to PastorRayNY.com or WMCA.com and clicking on Podcasts. That's podcasts at either PastorRayNY.com ny.com or wmca.com thank you for listening to and supporting this ministry of god-centered lessons of integrity and victory from the word of god and being ever mindful that as life's challenges come god's word is truth and will always impact our lives in a positive way in making us more than conquerors